0: This is a Rooster Teeth production.
1: Welcome to another episode of OT3, the podcast about fandoms. I'm one of your hosts, Ashley Dillard, and today we have an extra fun special episode that I'm so excited for. Uh, And it's about the Magnus Archives. woo I am joined by my co-host, uh, the fluffy romantic, Miss Steffi Hardy.
2: Hello. I am a John Marnin stan, and I will stand by that.
1: Oh, wow. But it seems kind of odd for a hopeless romantic to be in love with horror esoteric audio podcasts. Steffi. Oh, yeah.
2: It's usually not my bread and butter, but we'll discuss that later. All right. And I am also
1: joined by my other co-host, uh, the dark librarian, Miss Sarah Weems. Oh now, my God. Sarah, <laughs> have you ever uh, heard of the Magnus Archives?
0: Yes but only from YouTube <laughs> and I've seen some cosplays on it on TikTok um but I like I I have a brief outline from when we went to Universal last summer or last fall I don't even know when we went we all went to Universal and while we were waiting in line for the haunted houses Ashley gave me, gave my roommate actually, Kaylee, a run through of what Magnus Archive was and like some key point. So it wasn't to me, it was to someone else. And I was having a separate conversation, but I heard bits and bobs. <laughs> Do
2: you want to know where I was at that moment? I was in bed dying from a migraine. Oh. Steffi was having a rough time, that yeah. time at University. I was fine the next day, but that, and I also, I didn't really want to go to the haunted houses anyways. <sighs> we're not gonna get it into we're that, Steffi. Yeah, no, we're um, mad at Steffi because she then the next week
0: went on all of the haunted things without us. Okay,
2: okay. So okay. here's what happened. No, 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 no we're talking no, about. No, no we're hmm, talking about. This is not. Okay. So here's what happened. We went to Universal Aside. as friends. It was wonderful. I said, I don't want to do haunted houses. I am a coward. Uh, we get back, come back to work. Uh, and then they're like, hey, Steffi, you're going back to Universal, but for work. And I'm like, <laughs> cool. And they're like, ha you have to do all the haunted houses. And
1: to- she got the VIP experience, yeah. and she didn't have to wait in the lines like me and Sarah, and then she was over here going
2: like, it's the worst. And I was <laughs> like, Steffi, <laughs> shut up. There was, what, 12 haunted houses, and I saw them all, had a lovely buffet, and got to see the mid show between, which was scampi. really sexy. Um, um, I'm gonna stop. I heard
0: about that. I heard that the shows were incredibly sexy. Oh, it's super sexy. They're, they're basically it's just hot acrobatic people with
2: fire.
1: Yeah, in skimpy great. Outfits.
2: Man, well, th- there was one lady who was just super close to me too, and I'm just like. <laughs> well, anyways, I, I do.
1: I do love the subject of skimpy ladies, and it is slightly on topic in that it's horror, but. Um,
2: skimpy
0: ladies are horrific. (laughs)
1: Um, what? Think of the children. I don't think you worded that properly. Oh, I I didn't. (laughs) I didn't. Uh, No, I actually like skimpy ladies and horror together. Um, so let's talk about the Magnus Archives. So what it is, is it's a horror anthology podcast produced by a company called Rusty Quill, Mm -hmm. and they do a lot of other podcasts. The basic premise is there is a new head archivist, Jonathan Sims, at the Magnus Institute, And he is tasked with organizing a massive collection of disorganized and neglected statements. And these statements are usually written. Sometimes people come to him in person and he uh, records them on this really old antiquated tape recorder because nothing else works to get these statements down. And these statements are given to the Magnus Institute by like everyday people who have had some kind of weird, supernatural, paranormal experience because it's the Magnus Institute's job to research all the weird shit that happens. And mm-hmm. apparently there's a fuck ton of weird shit happening in this world. Um, it doesn't pretend to be in today like me and you. It's like, it's kind of similar to our world, but the shit that happens, you're just like, nah, that wouldn't have flied. But like, <laughs> it's, they kind of do take things kind of seriously. Um, So in a weird way, the Magnus Archives is one part like horror of the day. Like we're hearing about somebody's awful experience where they got lost in an amusement park and then they saw dead people everywhere. Um, And the other part is like small office politics because they all work together and um, you meet John's staff and uh, you find out how much they annoy each other and who makes who tea. Um, It's the little things that make it really good.
2: I just I re-listened to the first episode the other day and John is just so heady and cranky and I'm just like this is great. So
0: from what I've succumbed from all of this mm-hmm. or figured out is there are at least two characters one is grumpy one is nice and there's tea involved which means the queers love this shit yeah oh, it's so yeah. good
2: <laughs> like is, it's bread and butter right yeah, there it's bread and butter but yeah uh Marnin is the one who gets tea for john uh john constantly calls him a screw-up uh romance is there oh <laughs> yes um so basically uh
1: just a couple other things about it, um, is so all of these statements that John reads and, and the, the writer is also named Jonathan Sims and the main character is
0: Jonathan Sims. Wait, um, like the real
2: life writer is also named Jonathan Sims.
0: (sighs) Yes. I have a side apart to that, but
1: continue. (laughs) Yeah. So it is interesting because you're like written by Jonathan Sims and you're like, Oh, it is Jonathan Sims. Um, so, uh, so each statement is written by another person. So and these come from all different times. For the most part, they kind of send around like the 90s, early 2000s. But every once in a while, he'll find one from like the 1800s or like World War II or I Or a- Every once in a while, they'll find an American one and they're like, ha, Americans. <laughs> oh, so this does not take place <laughs> oh, in the United States. Oh, this is States.
2: a British show. It's Thank you. Okay. It takes place in, in London. Ma- yeah. yeah.
1: OK, so this is the weird London of that that time. And so a lot of these places are like weird little British towns or London itself. Um, again, occasionally you get some weird Canadian that submits something and they're like, I don't know what they want us to do. They're in Canada. Um, and uh, so Jonathan reads them and he reads them in the character's voice. And all of these characters are all very different. So think about like monster of the day.
2: Um, I did think there was a lot more gay characters because sometimes I would forget he's like speaking as a woman. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, gay. Oh, wait, it's just Sean speaking as a woman. Okay. He does a good job. He no, does he a does great a really job. Because like you can tell when he's talking as himself and when he goes straight into the character, he changes his tone to just basic like storytelling mode. And it's really, really well done. Uh, But like it did mess me up sometimes thinking there was more car- gay characters than there actually was. There is gay characters, just not as much as I thought. <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, it, they actually do a really good job with their gay characters. Um, so we start off with the monster of the day, and then as the seasons progress, um, it starts to create this weird and terrifying web of stories that come to like dramatic conclusions because certain things from one story pop up in another story, Ash- and certain characters Ash- start popping Ash- up. Was that
2: a pun? That was a pun
1: um you so, guys
2: don't know how funny that
0: was <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i am just out, i'm like outside of all these jokes it kind I'm of sorry. makes me sad uh audience i want you to know i'm with
2: you in this uh as somebody y- you used. be the so, audience yeah. voice of reason here Sarah. Yeah. yeah but that was a pun there's oh no, never mind Come no on, don't you know, explain just, it i want to yeah one I'll, day. I'll, one I'll day. wait i'll wait until ashley gets to it
1: um so just another couple housekeeping things about the just show in general uh it's 200 episodes mm-hmm. and five seasons yeah each episode is between 20 and 30 minutes, um, and it's a complete work, so it has a beginning, middle, and mm-hmm. end. end. Um, it was released weekly from March 24th, 2016, to March 25th,
0: 2021, which Sarah made a funny reference that this is actually about a year exactly yeah. it ended ago. Today, we are filming this on March 29th, so it is just four days shy. Perfect. Right. So it, it's kind of fun.
1: Um, So that's kind of, like, my basic, like, intro to the Magnus archives. We're going to get a little bit into, like, the what happened in season one, two, three. We'll, we'll go through it really fast and, like, just get to some fun episodes and then get to the fan stuff. But do you have any, like, questions so far, Sarah? I have a comment, not a question. Okay, what's up? Which on? is,
0: I didn't... First of all, this trope, I found out the trope of the main character is also the writer of the thing back in end of middle school beginning of high school with the book series and i might have mentioned it before on this podcast called um inter interview with the- no it's not interview with the vampire it's um mm. vampire's assistant oh okay oh, yeah. vampire's assistant i think it's like 15 books long and it is a young adult novel i would argue that it is adult it has some very horrific like situations going on and there's yeah, a really pretty shitty blank. movie made i
2: like that movie I love it. Oh, it's a really
0: great movie, but compared to the books, it's really bad. Like they introduce like the big bad that you meet in like the 10th book in the movie. And I'm like, this movie is only covering the first two books. I'm very confused. It's what's happening right now. The point is, is that book series, when I read through it, um, the character is the one, like the Darren Shaw is the main character and Darren Shaw is the author of the books. And it culminates at the end that there is a reason for all of that that spoilers for this book series from the early 2000s but like that he actually like went and like died a horrific death and got reincarnated as this little gremlin creature and that he took his diaries he's kept over all these years and then gave them to himself in the past so that he would not cause these events to happen.
2: Oh wild.
0: Yeah. No, like that, that that's like a that is a very interesting thing. And so like I read that book series and at the end of it I go that's incredible. That's absolutely fucking incredible. <laughs> this is the best trope ever. And then it's not very common. And so like hearing that makes me want to listen to this more.
2: So I stopped reading after book three. I had no idea. It it. I don't want to lower your expectations, but it's not like that. I yeah. will say that. But it uh, is interesting.
0: I'm going to spoil more of Vampire's assistant <laughs> real quick. I was so confused because Darren Shaw dies midway through the second to last book. And I'm like, how? This, this is a first person story. How is there a book kind a of half left? <laughs> um, but I highly recommend it. It's really great. Rather horrific, but has some really great world building and characters. And it's vampires, which is uh, hint, hint, it's our next... Uh, Trilogy. Oh, what I know. <laughs> Who'd be running that?
1: Anyway, um, anyway,
0: just a little hint. Okay, continue. Um.
1: So yeah. So uh. So Jonathan Sims is a real uh, live person, and he is the writer of the Magnus uh, Archives, and he is also the archivist in the Magnus Archives. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, uh, I was listening to a couple of, like Q and A sessions with them, and uh, he thinks that himself and the character are different, but it's kind of like I was like, I don't know, I didn't. I think it's very similar to himself, uh, but he said it himself turned up to ten, and with every bad trait about him, just personified. personified.
2: I could see that because, like, I've, I've I've watched a few interviews with this guy too, and he seems like a nice dude.
1: And Jonathan uh, Sims, the archivist is kind
0: of a dick. He's
2: so mean. <laughs> He's very mean to Martin, but at like first. a heart,
0: like a, a hot
2: dick. No, like well, acceptable dick. Well, so here's the thing: like lovable dick. <laughs> no, not even. I oh love God. a good lovable dick. I, he's kind of he can be, but most of the times he's just straight up mean.
1: He he's a bit into himself. Um at the beginning, Jonathan or, or John is uh he is super like he does not believe in anything paranormal, which I'm like, it's kinda weird. You're working out at the Magnus archives. Um It does get addressed later, by the it way. It does get addressed. Um, but he is super like at first, he's like reading these statements and almost just throwing them in the trash. Like, this is bullshit. This Money. is bullshit. Me. Um, and so
2: mean to martin
1: (laughs) and uh so he has a staff um he has uh martin blackwood with uh martin blackwood who is uh voiced by alexander alexander j newell who actually is also the executive producer of the show Mm -hmm. um it's uh also uh sasha sienna is also one of their uh staff Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: timothy or tim stoker is another one of the staff um, those are the four people you meet off pretty quickly, and then you also meet Elias Bouchard, Boo! who is the head of the Magnus Archives. Is he a Ghost? No, he's uh, was apparently me
2: booing him because I don't like. Ghosts. Okay, oh,
1: I, this is where me and Stephanie differ. I think Elias's character is kind of hot. I know he's not a great character.
2: Okay, we also want to say when we say hot, there is no real like physical, Visual. yeah, physical description of these characters, so you can kind of make your own head cannons. Like there is. I'm not sure if you want to talk about this now or later, but like, there's generally accepted headcanons, if you will, Mm -hmm. of what these characters look. So,
1: I mean, this is a completely audio show. Like, they do amazing storytelling, amazing soundscaping, amazing. Like, they're trying to. It's almost like going back to the old days of like radio shows where Mm -hmm. they're like taking everything out of the like the the box and like saying
0: like, okay, how do we make people understand that John has a lighter in his pocket? You know what I mean? Uh, I have another side point I want to make. Did you know? There is a new uh, audiobook platform that is doing that.
2: Ooh. And one of the first
0: books that they're doing is A Court of Thorns and Roses. Oh shit. Oh my qu- fucking course. I, mean, I mean, it's a very of course, but like they have it like it's split into three parts, but it's like a whole audioscape. and I heard a snippet and I was like,
1: "Oh, are we going into this again?" Oh yeah, <laughs> this is well, so good. It's- if anything, the, the Magnus Archives is a great stepping stone into it because mm-hmm. they do a great job oh, of Oh, fantastic. Just kind of putting you in the space and being like this is scary and it's not so I say horror and it is horrifying, but uh and there are certain stories that will get you more than others cuz they go mm-hmm. into every fear in the book. Every fear in the book. And there's they a reason a story why. Boy.
0: Can I say real quick that the reason I haven't listened to this yet, audience, is because I have a very active imagination and a very bad eyesight. So <laughs> People always laugh me when I say that, but my eyesight's horrible. And if I take my glasses off at nighttime, my entire bedroom is horrifying. So like add on, like literally like last night, like I have like, I made something from Ikea and I have an empty cardboard box on my wall and I went and light it down so I couldn't see it because just the vague shadow of something that is large in my bedroom with my badass eyesight is awful. It is not fun.
2: Oh, Sarah, it has not been fun. Like I started taking anti-anxiety medication halfway through the sh- uh, show. I was oh, like wow. thank fucking god because so I would only listen cuz at the time I was seeing somebody and I would only listen to episodes when he was coming over to stay the night because if he wasn't I wasn't going to do it because it scared me that fucking much. Yeah, <laughs> it was I, so bad. And then uh when we broke up Like wait, the hopeless huh?
1: romantic made it through it.
2: Yeah. You can make it through it. Listen, listen. What happened was though I, you know, I broke up. I really want to finish the show because I freaking love it. So I just powered through, and it was well worth it. it and like, also, medication helped. But yeah, it it's great. I think it's worth it. Um, I only listened to it during the day though. <laughs> And that really helped. See,
1: I loved it, and I really loved the ones that scared me more. Like I'm, a, I'm a horror enthusiast. I like to get scared, and so there were ones that I was like, "This isn't scary to me." I was like, oh, "Let's get through. There... Let's just get through. You get to the next." One, I'm like, "Oh, this one's terrifying. Just, like, put the volume up."
2: There is only <laughs> I, ne- I never. I love that look actually um there there was none that were too scary that i had to turn oh off Lord. there was one disgusting enough that i had to turn off there are some pretty disgusting and i won't ones. say much about it but there was like pus walls
1: i'll be honest i wasn't i wasn't cool with the uh the flesh stories either those
2: were really
0: rough to get through now i so, want to listen to it to see what my level of comfort is here you will find
1: it um oh boy will well, so, you find it in this show I'm gonna go through it really quick. Um, for anyone who's listening and wants to listen to the Magnus Archives, I'm gonna go through a quick like what happens in this series. I'm not gonna get through everything because I can't. But spoilers ahead. All right, Sebby, <clears throat> you can kind of help me out. Okay. And uh, at this point, um, when I'm finished, like kind of describing the season, tell us John and Martin's relationship,
2: okay?
1: <laughs> <laughs> the good shit. Um, they are the two probably main characters you see the most of, besides mm-hmm. Elias. Um, okay. Season one, it's monster of the day. We find out the past archivist is dead. Her name was Gertrude. Um, we don't know how. Played by Jonatanson's actual mom, by the way. Yeah, yeah, that's right. sorry, his sorry. actual mother plays it, and she is so good. She's so good. Um, we learn about some books called Lightners. Uh, they're from a collection from a man named
0: Jürgen Leitner. is Swedish, and played by his father. <laughs>
2: um,
0: I love thoughts. I just want to say that I love already where this is because what it feels like is a passion project from one individual and he bullied his parents and all of his friends to participate and then it turned out that all of them were very good at it <laughs> well
1: it actually ended up uh, very similar like uh they talk about how like the, it was a passion project and how they used to be like recording it under duvet covers until they got their patreon set up enough to get into a studio mm-hmm. for season two so like it's very much exactly like and that. it
2: just turns out that his parents are, have really great voices i mean yeah really voices
1: um, so we we get the Lightners, um, and these are books. These are really, really fucked up books that mm-hmm. when people read them, really fucked up things happen. Um, we also meet the staff, Martin, Sasha, Tim. We talked about them. Um, and we also meet the head of the Institute, Elias. Uh, big Daddy Elias is what I like to call him. Um, <laughs> the big bad of season one is Jane Prentice, who was a woman uh, at one point who ended up um, becoming a host for a mass of parasitic worms that seem intent on attacking members of the Institute. Um, in one of the stories, uh, this guy, he gives a statement and he uh, basically uh, takes this really hot girl home who, who's very scared and always looking at things. And by the end of the night, he realizes, um, I mean, obviously they have sex. And then the next day, he finds like a mass of worms where she was. And then he ends up dying too. Whatever. That's where you meet Jen- Jane Prentice. Um, she eventually
2: attacks the archive <laughs> staff. So I just, I'm like, you're <laughs> looking at this, like Sarah's face journey and it's amazing.
0: I just didn't know what where that was like, and when you're like, I was like, you go, worm parasites, and I go, okay, they're in the brain controlling her, and then you go, and he goes home with this woman, I go, does he infest the woman with the parasites because they had sex, and then you go, she turns into a giant worm, and then I go, well, no, a massive worms, her a body mass, she's a massive, she basically, oh, has I was a- imagining a massive <laughs> worm, <laughs> no. she, she becomes yeah, was like, can you, can that's
1: you, why I was like. That's a turn. She becomes a whole thing, a bunch of creepy crawlies. But the thing is, at the None end of his
2: Sims, we have a story. Idea for <laughs>
0: Just one big worm. <laughs> Not one
1: big worm. The a, size a, of a woman. A giant mass of them. Although she still kind of is, but they're kind of controlling her altogether. And it's um, so are they covering her or she is
0: the worm? They're in her. They're under her boop, skin, boop, moving boop, around.
1: Boop, boop, boop. What? Yes.
0: And I, so the when little, you say one big mass, like. I assume you see each individual worm, but it's under her skin. Yeah.
3: Oh, so like, uh, like Oogie Boogie from yes. Yeah, for exactly. Christmas. Yes. Like he's just made of bugs. Made of bugs. The skin over him is like the sack. It just right?
2: keeps. <laughs> yes, that's that's who Jane Prentice just, just is. Instead of like a uh, burlap sack,
1: it's skin. It's skin, it's, it's a, right, it, And she's wearing right. a red dress, and she's a brunette. That's all we know about her. I don't know if
0: I can listen to this podcast. <laughs> oh,
1: it gets it gets hard. Like the Jane Prentice stuff was definitely the hardest for oh, me. Oh, words. Um, yeah, and it, she's Jane Prentice. She's the big bad. Uh, she and the what we end up finding out is the corruption are after the archives. They keep attacking them uh poor martin uh tim and sasha like i think martin gets attacked by the worms at one point and he's just freaked out and and he ends up he ends up <laughs> staying at the archives he's like i'm not
2: going home
0: i'm gonna sleep here wait who is this marcus M- martin. martin
2: martin so so okay so once again hopeless romantic i love a slow burn and one of the biggest complaints that i saw was like there was no hint that like jonathan was really into martin and i'm like no the seeds were definitely planted because Jonathan is mean to Martin, but he does show that he cares and is trying to do little things to take care of Martin. And I don't think people caught up on that.
1: I didn't. I was definitely one of those people. I'm, I'm here for the horse. he was like, I'm here for the silent, small little like things. <laughs> he, the sweet things. Like I know. when he got him tea that one time. I'm like... How the fuck did you remember that? When you didn't say a mean
0: thing, but... (laughs) I know such little things about this podcast, and one of the things I know is that there is a gay ship. Because that is the side of the internet I live on. I live in the, like, gay ships of the fandoms, and, like, honestly, it's the most wholesome place to live because the slow burns, they're always so much better. And I... Oh,
2: this is a slow burn, let me tell you. Literally I, and See, <laughs>
0: You speak and I go, I'm going to listen to this. You speak, Ashley, and I go, I'm not listening to this.
2: <laughs> see,
1: <laughs> there's different parts of people loving the Magnus Archives. That's why I have
0: Sevy here <laughs> yeah, to be we, the we voice
1: like of we like it for different reasons. Um, you know, and I'm I I love the horror of it. Um the,
2: I like the kissing. <laughs> so, we're still in season 1. The kiss? I'm not going to say. Oh, we haven't gotten the there yet.
1: is Um it so basically, uh, Jane Prentice, everyone's like, What do we do with the worm problem? And that's part of the office politics funniness, where they're like, So what do we do at the worm problem? <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's nonchalant. <laughs> it's it's like so we work in a weird office environment where we have to say really ridiculous stuff in yeah. a very straight face. That's basically the warm situation. I was like, "Oh, well, you know, we can get like fire hydrants. Let's go let's buy some more, put some and in maybe, every
1: exit." Mhm. Fire Well, because um Sasha ends up going um so Sasha Martin and Tim are researchers. So they find out certain things and they go research police logs. They try to figure out if this statement was true or not. Mm-hmm. They kind of go out there and do stuff. So at one point Sasha goes out and there's worms, and um, I think she meets a man named Michael who is like, uh, burn them. That's what works on worms. And we find about Michael later, but uh, then they're like, okay, so fire hydrants, you know, like, we can, you know, maybe maybe we'll all bunk up here in the archives because they don't seem to come into the archives for whatever reason. Um, and then there's a big attack on the archives by this <laughs> a bunch of worms, masses of worms. And they go after Martin, Sasha, Tim, John. Um, And uh, I think some of them end up going into the tunnels to escape. Uh, oh, yeah, they
2: discover tunnels in their office.
1: <laughs> yeah, they, they find
0: out that underneath their office is a bunch of tunnels. Has nobody tried to buy this as a TV series yet?
2: Which uh, is insane to me. I don't know. I think it would be a really good TV series. Whoever's out there who can make a TV show. I have Googling. already made my dream cast. I've made a list. I tweeted it. I will retweet it because I think my cast list is perfection. And we should make this show. Steffi,
0: I am so curious. I was gonna say horny <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. Um, what?
1: While well, Sarah looks set in the mood.
0: Um okay, <laughs> so during
1: the during the Prentice attack, Sasha dies. Um but at the hands of another supernatural being. Wait, does she though well, we we hear a very big death screech and then someone Deathly finds screech. and then someone finds her later. We assume she died until she shows up again. But after that, when you hear her credits, you hear it and not Sasha is played by blank. So you have to wonder is Sasha alive or is Sasha dead or what happened to Sasha? Her
2: voice sounds a little different. She is played by another
1: voice actress. But no one noticed the difference. Like nobody is like, who are you? Everyone's like, Sasha, good to see you. And she's like, hi,
2: I'm back. She's the worms. <laughs> and it's it's really weird because like she has a lot of trouble logging into her stuff. Like there was a, I was just telling Ashley, I was re-listening to some old episodes uh, on my way here. And John had messaged, mentioned like nonchalantly, I was like, oh, Sasha's having trouble with her computer. Something about uh, uh, authorization. Hopefully they, you know, IT has it figured out. And the whole time I'm listening to that, I'm just like just panicked at my like car driving like oh
1: my god it's well and then again yeah. everybody knows it's uh not sasha is played by a yeah. different voice actress so we can all assume you know we you have to just kind of take it because they don't explain it to you ever not n- n- if not for a while okay, awesome. um, okay. i need also, things to
0: be complete
2: oh yeah I oh, mean, mean
1: that, no. there
0: are they do tie it up i say eventually. that as somebody who reads almost exclusively work in project fan fiction oh fictions. my god
1: um, the last thing about season one is we do find the body of Gertrude Robinson the original archivist uh, or the one before John um, in one of the tunnels beneath the institute with kay. three bullet holes in her head
3: mm. Yeah. end
2: of season
1: one okay.
2: which is like really surprising because you're like oh maybe she died of like supernatural stuff maybe she's just missing on a mission nope she's in the fucking tunnels with three bullets in her so head so now I have a follow up oh finish mm. go for it
0: Um, what happened to the worms? So they ended up,
1: um, if I can remember correctly here, Steffi, they burn a lot of them. And then eventually, uh, I think John and Tim get stuck in the tunnels for a bit. Um, John, doesn't he get knocked out?
2: Is that what happens? They they get,
1: I will say this, they get bit up a bunch. Like they actually have to go to the hospital and get worms taken out of them one by one. It's bad. Um, I don't
2: remember exactly how. I think there's fire. There's fire yeah. involved. I was like, doesn't she die in the tunnels? But I can't remember. Or maybe
1: they're in the tunnels and there's like a big thing of worms, and they kill like the the main part of the worms. Yeah. I think that's what it is. I'll be
2: honest. I haven't listened to the first season in so long. I because br- um, I'm restarting it, and I just barely listened to the first episode. That's the so.
1: weird thing about some of the finales. I'm like, I'm uh, how did they? They they kill the worms somehow. They kill the worms with fire. They okay. go down to the tunnels. They find the main worm Listen base to find out. Um. And if if I'm wrong, please, in the comments, tell me. Um, And so uh, the next season starts with uh, all of them kind of uh, limping back to the office with (laughs) stitches and all kinds of stuff. And there's police statements to be made because the police showed up and they're just like, what happened? And they're like, worms. And the police officers are like, this is kind of weird. Okay, we'll just scoop out these dead worm bodies, whatever. And they're just like, okay. The police clean it up? Well, they help clean up some of the worm bodies. Interesting. Um, um, so this is season uh, two I like to call John is Paranoid
0: I mean that is with the name reason of- I would argue <laughs> season one he starts I don't believe in supernatural season one ends with him being surrounded and almost consumed by worms and he goes you know what this shit's real fuck me <laughs>
1: The season 2 is called John is Paranoid. It's basically the entire season he doesn't know who to trust. Uh, he saw Gertrude with three bullet holes in her head which actually freaks about more than the worms. Okay, so pause.
0: He's not <laughs> paranoid about the supernatural, he's paranoid about the people he works with? Yes. Well, God damn it.
2: Gertrude is dead with gunshot wounds. Gertrude's Lulu. dead.
1: <laughs> um he's actually uh, he gets really paranoid of his coworkers which include Martin, Sasha, Tim, Elias, everybody. Um, and instead, he goes. I'm gonna work with the police, and he gets introduced to Basira. Woo! And um, I think her. What's her part? Is that? Is it? That's not Melanie. It's Melanie. Uh, we we hear a little bit from Melanie, but we mostly hear from Basira. And basically, because Basira is like, so there's a bunch of uh, Gertrude's body was found with a bunch of tapes. Because remember, John is uh-huh. using tapes, and he goes, "Oh, so now we. Get how to- do I get those tapes?" And she's like, "Well, we don't usually give those to people." And he's like how about you give those to me? Cause some weird shit's happening. And so they ended up kind of working out a thing. But never really likes John, but for whatever reason, for she ends reason. up working with him and giving him some of these tapes. And mm-hmm. then we hear Gertrude's statements. I
2: love Gertrude's statements.
1: And Gertrude is a bad bitch where John is over here kind of like flailing around. I don't know what's real everywhere. Gertrude comes in and she sounds like a fucking badass. She knows exactly who she's talking to, what it is, the way she talks about the fears she knows exactly what it is, what avatars there are. She talks about things like entities, mm. rituals, mm-hmm. and, and she's playing games with everybody. And so mm. you realize like, oh, this is like a real head archivist.
2: It's like if we saw Shia LaBeouf as Indiana Jones first and then we were introduced to Indiana Jones. Exactly. <laughs> that is
0: a sentence. That is a <laughs> sentence that I don't know if I agree with,
2: but you know what? Live your best
0: life. Um, but yeah. Ashley, I, do you agree with it? I absolutely agree with it. You, you go. Look, Gertrude was a bad bitch. Where the fuck did they find John?
1: And it really <laughs> makes oh, you think. okay. I
0: understand. I put it in my brain the other way around. <laughs> oh, that no, 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 no. Shia LaBeouf is a better Indiana Jones, and <laughs> no, I was like, really? No, no, no. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no.
2: It is it as we started off with in the show Got with it. Shia LaBeouf? It ended with okay. okay, right? What are
1: his credentials? Well, you end up finding out because um, this goes along Wasn't in the show an
0: actually answer to that no but, no yes, there are because
1: because they actually go into like the hiring process because uh, I mean it's office I told you it's a half side of office politics so they mm-hmm. goes how did you get hired you know what I mean and so everybody has that little conversation you find out um Martin didn't actually graduate from college and he's really insecure about that. And
2: he lied on his application. And he lied on his application.
1: And everybody knows. Well, I wasn't asking about Martin's qualifications. Too bad. So that's John- funny. That's the best part of the book. So, John, you end up finding out he just applied for it and there are other people that were better for it. But Elias gave it to him and no one knows why. Basically, at this point, John's working with the police. He's like being like, oh, he's he's doing statements in his little office by himself. And people will walk in and be like, oh, I'm sorry, did I interrupt you? And he's like, no, no, no. So basically his staff is like starting <laughs> to get like, is John being weird? Like John's being weird. Like they're John starting is to always
2: weird, but weird, weird. <laughs> weird, weird. And is he, this when he starts doing the supplement? Yeah. Supplementals.
1: Because yeah. he'll he'll do Gertrude's and then he'll do a supplemental and he'll he'll tell you about little mm. day-to-days. And he starts almost stalking his staff, like looking at what they're almost. doing. He
2: straight up is stalking his staff. He straight up stalks his staff.
1: <laughs> um and people are like starting to get mad. Tim is getting real pissed. Uh, not Sasha doesn't care. Uh, Martin is a little hurt because <laughs> 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 he keeps trying to give him John tea and John won't accept it. He's like, get this, get this tea out of here, Martin. <laughs>
3: oh, um,
1: <laughs> and so people are getting annoyed. Uh, we also meet Helen, who is uh, ends up being an important character, even though she was uh, one of those monsters of the day. Basically, this woman was getting terrorized by an entity called the Spiral, which gets you trapped in a maze and then hunts you. And um, so, where she, do you find a maze? Well, she you basically the way the Spiral works is: say you're a real estate agent and you're showing a house, and then you realize there's a door that shouldn't have been there, and then you open the door. And then now you're in the oh, spiral.
2: Oh, And then it's just you can't you get out. It's just door after door after door.
1: And then it never makes sense. And you don't know where you came from. And you're just lost in the spiral. But then every once in a while you'll see a shadow. Something is hunting you. And that is Michael. Who, hey, we've heard of Michael before. He told Sasha about the fire extinguisher. He can't be that bad. But no, he um, is uh, an avatar. He hunts people in the spiral. Um. And we meet Helen, and then Helen goes, she actually, it's actually a really fun little ending, because uh, <laughs> she leaves the archives, but she doesn't actually leave the archives. She goes out the wrong door and goes into the spiral and dies.
2: Oh, <laughs> no! What the? <laughs> yeah, I didn't actually catch that the first time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. So then um, we also... Uh, Talk, uh, so John continues his investigations of the tunnels because he's paranoid. He mm-hmm. learns about the tunnels. He starts going into the tunnels. He finds out that not Sasha is going into the tunnels and he doesn't know why. Question, and he doesn't it,
2: know it's not Sasha. He thinks it's just it's Sasha. Just Sasha. He yeah. It's just Sasha. Is Michael good or bad?
1: I think they're all their own things doing, it's like Game of Thrones.
2: So actually Michael does answer this and it's like, <laughs> I'm having fun, man. Okay, because so he's more bad than good, but mostly bad. But he's just like vibing. Yeah, I know that's like a small thing to hang up on, but it's just no, like... no, it comes, it comes up. It's a thing. Okay, his yeah, he he.
1: What is he doing? I think yeah, it's for his own amusement, and a lot of these entities end up just kind of doing their own thing, kind of playing around with each other. Yeah. Um. So he continues his investigation in the tunnels. He ends up finding out Sasha's down there. There's another old man down there sometimes. Another and,
0: old man?
1: <laughs> uh, we end up finding out that uh, Lightner's been hanging out down there. And Lightner, look. the book guy. He Got made all those creepy it. books. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And, <laughs> oh, my God. What's that happen? I'm like, really? You just been downstairs this
1: whole time, you freak? <laughs> I know. I was like, how are you? I was like, <laughs> mm-hmm. apparently he'd been down there to, to, uh, since 1994. And Wait. currently we're in the mid-2000s, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Why? Because uh, he had a collection of eldritch horror books that could create so much terror that so many people were after him. Yeah. Entities, uh, people that, religious fanatics, uh, people like Elias, and you know everybody was after him.
2: Okay. Um, and so these tunnels-
1: Monsters-
2: Are actually surprisingly safe.
1: They are surprisingly um, I don't he, like the voice you said that in. <laughs> uh, oops, H- him and John honest. have one conversation, and Leitner is played by uh, John's father. Mm-hmm. Um, and he basically explains, he gives John like a smackdown of knowledge because <laughs> <laughs> apparently everyone knows more than John. <laughs>
2: That's the best part when you're like, John, you poor stupid fool. <laughs> <laughs> you're an idiot. You know nothing.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know nothing John. <laughs> John Sims.
2: Um Basically, he
1: explains what he knows about the entities and basically that they are manifestations of vast, powerful entities based on primal fears that exist just outside of human perception.
0: I
2: remember you telling me about these when we were in line for Universal Horror Nights. (laughs) Yes. Yeah,
0: because I remember.
2: I was also explaining this to somebody and I was like, oh, yeah. And uh, one of my favorite things is like, why is there so much things about being eaten?" I was like, and he's like, well, you know, cows and horses and Other animals feel too, you know. And so, and when it combines with human fears, it's just this horrific, like, meaty flesh stuff. How many people do you think in the
0: world were, like, really badly affected by Hannibal Lecter's existence in, like, media? in general? Like, do you think there are people in this world who, like, greatest fear is being eaten by someone else? I don't,
1: I would say it's probably small. yeah. I'm and, not really that afraid. I, there are not that many um, cannibals? cannibals out
0: there. I feel like there's more that you think of. <laughs> I there's mean, like a whole island. Isn't there like an island of cannibals? If you are
2: a cannibal, could you let us know how many cannibal no. friends you have? No. no I don't no, like no, that no, question. No. Yeah, if you're a cannibal, let us know about you and your cannibal friends.
1: I, my fears are like, I don't know, like there are certain fears that get you. So if you were, you were being afraid of eaten by someone. I mean, to be fair, if I was in a place and I was like, I'm going to be eaten by someone, it would be horrific. But that's not on my, like, big fear list. No, you know what same. I mean? I got other big fears. It was
2: mostly, uh, like, the proximity to, like, these fears. Like, one of them was, like, this um, meat plant that a guy stumbled upon. And it's just the fear of these cows basically manifesting. I'm going to say this incorrectly, but you need to watch Jujutsu Kaisen.
0: <laughs> because the whole plot, I'm only, like, I just watched the movie and only watched a couple episodes. But the whole plot is that in places of great despair and worry purses are formed.
1: That's pretty mm-hmm.
2: much uh, very similar hey, to the, Jared, the what are you afraid of?
0: Speak now.
3: What am I afraid of? Yeah. yeah.
2: What's your biggest fear? What would be your fear <laughs> avatar?
3: I like an actual fear that I have is like uh like the lasophobia. So like uh like looking I hate seeing videos of their like look at this like submarine that's a thousand feet underground underwater they do have that and then and then all of a sudden like they go and it caught like a squid in in like the like in its view or something and then the squid like appears and it's like monstrous looking and it's just gone i hate that i hate like seeing like videos of like a whale just fucking appear and it's massive and then like 30 seconds later it's just gone and you don't know where mm. it is it's terrifying there
2: are t- like one episode in space with that kind of fear and it still freaks me out oh, yeah.
3: I, I hate that yeah space, <laughs> space is the same thing oh. but you're in
1: space right now the jaren's fear what is up, the, vast. Uh, <laughs> it's the vast the vast the
3: vast Maybe. yeah
1: the vast and possibly the buried but it sounds like it's more the vast
0: yeah i yeah i went scuba diving once and it was before I like really understood I had anxiety. And let me tell you, did I have a panic attack the entire time we we're under that water? Absolutely. It mm-hmm. was. It was. We were scuba diving in Hawaii in the open water with my brother in law, who is like a scuba dive master, and all of his other mm-hmm. dive master friends. And I was like, this doesn't feel legal. I
3: do not like this.
0: <laughs> but wait, you know my that is terrifying, Jaren. For the record, that really is fucking terrifying. Yeah, I hate that stuff. You guys know the my vast. greatest fear. Yeah, where does it fall?
2: Um, the lonely. The uh, lonely? No, my greatest fear no, is that no. my glasses break. Um, yeah, but you're lonely and can't have anyone to fix them. I would yeah. say it's a. Bit... Oh
3: yeah, like that one. Uh, uh, like that one Twilight Zone yeah, episode. Twilight that oh, episode. shit. Episode. I watched it when Actually, I was ten, sense. and it fucked me for sense. life. Sir, yeah.
2: explain what that is. Okay, the
0: whole so there's this Twilight Zone episode that I watched when I was really young, and it really fucked me up. Which is that, um, as I mentioned before in this episode, I have no ability to see without my glasses, and I am terrified that the apocalypse or something will hit and then my glasses will break and then I cannot see and then there is nothing I can do and I'm helpless.
1: So that is, okay. So here's- That's my greatest fear. I haven't gotten into all of like the, so basically the way the Magnus Archives, and we'll get into it a little bit later, when they really truly explain it, Mm -hmm. it's like a color wheel of fear. At one point there was only one fear, which was the fear of dying, right? Animals and things like that. But then it became complicated. They became- different fears, and so they got complicated, right? So the fears changed. Think about it like colors. Like they kind of slowly morph from one to the other. So maybe like a blue-green is not one blue and not green, but it's kind of in the middle. But I would say that that is possibly the stranger because the stranger is basically where everything is kind of what you thought it was but different. Everything looks slightly, like if your mom came up and talked to you and she talked to you in a voice that wasn't your mom's. And you knew that it wasn't your mom's. I don't, maybe, maybe. I feel like I
2: said, it's a mixture. Yours is.
0: Yeah. It's, it's such a weirdly, oddly specific, but let (laughs) me tell you, um, I was due for new glasses and new contacts at the start of the pandemic. And let, I a hundred percent was in the optometer's office the day before the city closed down because I was like, I'm getting glasses. I don't give a shit. I'm getting glasses. (laughs) And I got glasses shipped to my house. Like the ones I'm wearing right now, I got on like March twenty
2: fifth. Yeah, because okay. of you, bitch. I have like so many extra pairs of glasses just in case. Now it's a scary thing, right? <laughs> now you
0: think about it,
1: and you're like, "Fuck me!" Back to season two. Oh, the Magnus archives here. Um, <laughs> Release <Really> season two.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, Sorry, we're, gonna, guys. we're
1: gonna go through quick. We're gonna go through quick. Um, basically, we meet Lightner down in the tunnels. Uh, he tells him he, he smacks him down with some knowledge. He goes, "Hey, this is what's happening. These are the entities." Um, by the way, me and Gertrude were trying to burn the archives down because we realized that Elias is probably a part of an entity called the I, which likes to watch everything. we mm-hmm. have ever had a fear of being mm-hmm. monitored, of people watching your every move? This is the I. The I loves to do that. And what better way to do that by be a Magnus Institute and look at every weird, freaky, paranormal thing and investigate it and create a whole society like based around like, hey, come to us. We will help you. But in, you realize they weren't actually helping anybody. They were just researching. They were just watching. Um, mm. oh. So basically, uh, John goes, whoa, bro, you like really freaked me out. Um, I need to step outside and smoke a cigarette, <laughs> which he does. And when he comes back, Lightner is dead. <laughs> Lightner was like, I have so much to tell you. But while John was smoking a cigarette, Elias came down and uh, killed him with a metal pipe. Yep. Um, but
2: best part everyone thinks John did everyone it everyone thinks John did it
1: cause Hello. who else was down there with him so John Not flees Sasha? he flees flees but he keeps record of course uh, and then the body <laughs> is discovered by Tim and Martin who are thinking John has been crazy and paranoid lately
0: mm. season three
1: is called John is on the run
0: love that <laughs> love that <laughs>
1: Um he is the main uh you know subject uh for the killing of Lightner. Um he ends up hanging out at his friend hold on her name. Is it Georgie? Georgie's house who I think also does some
0: what does Georgie do?
2: Isn't she the paranormal investigator? Was she the paranormal investigator? I feel like there was two two paranormal investigators. Some two. of them have YouTube
0: shows. Yeah. I just want you to know. I think Georgie's a really cute name. It's a really cute. Name. It really. And is And then
2: there's cute. two cops.
0: The fearless host of What
1: the Ghost podcast. She lives with her cat, the Admiral, and dated Jonathan Sims back when they both attended university. <gasps> the ex girlfriend. Yeah. At the ah. Rotten Core, and perhaps before she is a ro- she is in a romantic relationship later with Melanie.
2: Ooh, Melanie. Um, yeah, absolutely. I forgot about the Admiral. I love the Admiral.
1: It's the cat. Every once in a while, I'll be like, how's the Admiral? Um, (laughs) but basically, uh, he goes and he stays with Georgie. He's like crashing at her place, but he's still doing his weird little, uh, statements. Um, he ends up, uh, going on some weird travels around the world. He goes to America, of all places, um, to try to find the pieces of like what happened with Gertrude. And, um, he finds out that she met this guy named Jerry Key. Uh, who is or or Jared? Jared Key. It's Jared. Jared D. Key. But at the end, he goes, "Call me Jerry." Ah! <laughs> um, basically, <Sorry. laughs> uh, it's another Lightner book. Um, and uh, he finds out about this event called the Unknowing, which is a kind of ritual with the purpose of bringing the fear called the Stranger into the world. Um, so. Before
2: I get into the last little bit, uh, I cannot wait to talk about the rituals. I have a lot to say about the rituals.
1: <laughs> so, Jerry Key, or Jared or Jerry Key, is the son of Mary Key, uh, who worked alongside uh, Gertrude Robinson and she freed him from his mother. He is described to have poorly dyed black hair as well as a lot of tattoos. Um, he's definitely one of
0: my favorites,
2: but and he's my- only in a
0: few uh, episodes. So,
2: and- he's our favorite once again for different reasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: He's Ashley's type. Now, why is he yours?
2: Can uh, we say? Is yeah. he in a book? Spoilers. Because but- he, he, his soul was put in a book. His soul was oh. put in a book. So Joan has to read the book. To and then he can him. talk to him. And I felt like... Before- like Ellen chanted? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but less more horrific because he's kind of suffering. Um, but yeah, like, I didn't care about him before. Because like, he's mentioned a few times. And then we get to the book part and he's just like, oh man, you know, just call me Jerry. And I'm like, Jerry. Cause he
1: goes, I don't know what he says to him. He goes, what do you want me to call you? And he goes, oh, no one's ever asked. you can call me Jerry. And And you're just like,
0: ugh. So I have a question real quick. You described to me a man and now you described to me a book. Yeah. Do we meet him as both? No. We only hear
1: about, we only meet him as a book via John, Jonathan. Gertrude and him actually traveled a bit together because he basically he had a weird relationship basically was, Gertrude was the mother he never had because his mother was pure evil I was and gonna so he was else.
2: kind uh of, oh, no he was kind of her assistant basically mm-hmm. okay
1: he did a lot of work for her and
2: so he does pop up from time to time in like statements
1: but and stuff. you find out Gertrude knew he was going to die and she let him because Gertrude's a bad bitch and she's like I'd rather save the world than save you Jerry um and so it's Gertrude was. Um so basically we find out uh, Jerry gives he gives another smackdown at the end of season 3 is basically like here are the entities. There are these very he has a list of them. Um we have uh let's see here. Hold on. We have the buried, the fear of being buried alive, basically being crushed. We have the corruption, uh, Jane Prentice, um uh, basically of of disease, of things infecting you, of just being like totally taken over by something mm-hmm. the dark that's a very basic one being just scared of the dark um the desolation which is um also can be like think about like the flame or like being burned they they come up with a lot of flames but it's basically about being tortured to death the end which ends up being like uh the end of everything it's like um it, it, it Almost like the end of the world. They were actually, there's an episode where they like, this is kind of a new one. Humanity is kind of finally realizing it that like we're- is
2: like the extinction?
1: Oh, no, that's the extinction. Yeah, sorry. I was going to say,
2: there was like two different ones that were very similar and there was a so, reason.
1: So, I'm sorry. So, what is the end exactly? So, the extinction is that one. The extinction is basically a very new fear that is basically like, we're going to end ourselves. Um, the end is basically death, what waits for us all. So, it's very uh, old one. He goes, oh, that's a good one. That's an old one. Um, the eye being watched the flesh which uh, is you know all that fleshy stuff being eaten um, being ripped apart um, the hunt stuff. being hunted to death that's a very old animal fear mm-hmm. the lonely just no
2: one ever knowing who you were and no one caring um, oh Sarah just made a face <laughs> I told you I told you I knew I knew you were part of the lonely woo woo Sorry. Uh the slaughter, uh that's pretty obvious. But it is
1: also um kind of think about like war, like just endless slaughter for no reason and understanding that you're just part of it. The spiral, being lost, being lost in a spiral, um that's pretty, you know, an amaze kind of a thing. The stranger, which I personally love, that's one of my favorites. It's basically that one I said, like where things just aren't right, where you look at someone and you're like, they look like my friend and then you realize they're not your friend, but then they act like your friend and you're like, but you're not my friend.
0: I don't like this whole list.
1: <laughs> um, the vast, which was uh, Jaren's. Um, it's basically like understanding how insignificant you are to a vast place. Like being an astronaut, untethered, you have 20 minutes of oxygen and you're just going to float in the universe. I would take my helmet
3: off. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, I'm in the same boat there. See, like,
2: like, I would. I was like, eh, I, I wouldn't
3: want to suffer. I'd be like, just get it over with. Get Twenty it over minutes, with.
0: like let's say, like maybe if I'm like, it. if I see one of my people and they see me, no, I might not. I might be like, okay, maybe we can do this. Yeah. If no one is out there
2: with me, and yeah, if you're I twirling in, out in the yeah. space Mm-mm. and
3: you're just like, well, this is it. I'm
2: like, see, I'm, I'm the fucking- opposite. If that's how I'm going to die, I'm like.
0: All right, let's see what's out there for the no, next- No, what that is, m- that 20 minutes is an anxiety attack. Not yeah. for me, baby. Oh, fuck off. I you, know you, you have might, anxiety. You're a <laughs> That's <laughs> not the anxiety
2: I have. We have different anxieties. <laughs> is,
0: no, just kidding. You might have
3: <laughs> a heart is. attack before, you know, anything if you're exactly. out there. So, that is not know. my
2: anxiety. I don't have a fear of that. I have other fears. Um, <laughs> and the last one, because we were talking about the extension,
1: oh, yeah, is the web, which oh. is being manipulated- Um. Being just in a web of someone just controlling your every action, being a puppet, you know that sort
2: of thing. That's a desire. Oh my. Oh my goodness, Sarah. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna right. kink shame on OT uh, uh,
3: three.
2: Yeah. I'm just saying, more <laughs> decisions
1: are hard. <laughs> so, uh, at the end of season three, and we'll, I'm trying to speak. At the end of season three, we find out that the stranger, uh, the one that's one of my most feared, is the you know the the slightly not quite Hi, right Ashley. thing. Oh. Me out, um, <laughs> they're gonna do this uh, big uh, ritual, which is gonna happen in this old um, theater, and uh, it's gonna have all these puppets that were once humans that are gonna dance around. Um, it's gonna be great. Um, and they're basically gonna bring the stranger into the world because all of these things are eldritch horrors that exist just beyond our reach and are affecting us, but they actually want to be in our world. And so, if they do the ritual, then it will come into the world and totally take over. So, of course, our heroes. Our so steadfast heroes are like we must stop them how bombs very easy um (laughs) they do an explosion of sorts uh tim is going crazy um for reasons and um dies in the explosion and uh everything explodes all right season four season four is called john is in a coma um
0: We start off with John in I, and I a coma. feel like this creator has read Vampire's <laughs> Assistant."
1: <laughs> so John is in a coma uh, for a while. Um, Tim is dead. Uh, the first Martin few. Is, wait, isn't Martin? Martin's doing statements. Yeah. So while John this is really in a coma, cute. he's doing statements. He's visiting John all the time. Um, it's kind of cute. Uh, finally, John wakes up. And he finds out what's going on. He has to catch up on a lot. Everyone's mad at him, as per usual. Um, and he refers to himself as the archivist. He doesn't refer to himself as Jonathan the Sims' head archivist, just the archivist.
0: And is Sasha still not
1: Sasha? Um, so I believe we know that Sasha is not Sasha anymore. Um. In season three, I, I, I ran over this, but I should have not have. We find out that... Uh, they all have a conversation about who Sasha is. And we find out that not Sasha was not Sasha. And Martin and Tim are very heartbroken that they have been hanging out with not Sasha for so long. And that's one of the reasons why Tim goes crazy at the end. Because he's like, I, I kind of think he had a crush on Sasha, I'll be real honest. Yeah. Mm. And he finds that out. And um, also shit about his brother. It's a lot of stories. I-, I
2: can't remember who it was. But there was someone who visited the ar- uh, uh, archives who were like, oh, who's the new girl? And they're like, Melanie. Yeah, it was Melanie. Melanie. And John was like, there is no new girl. It's just Sasha. He, and she's like, that's not Sasha. That's somebody else. And they have a fight over it because she thinks John is being mean to her. And so, yeah. There's like little things about that throughout the series that I didn't catch up on the first time. They like I up- said, I was like skimming through episodes. I'm like, oh my God, there's so many clues.
1: Yeah, there's a lot. But yeah, basically they find out that it was not Sasha. And um, everyone's very upset about it. They, they don't. They never stop talking about not Sasha. Uh, they don't. Do they st- still let not Sasha hang out with them. No, I think she dies.
0: Oh, okay. You know,
1: yeah, she's killed. I
0: I love the difference between this and my Supernatural episode where you're like, yeah, they die and we move on. And I'm
2: like, the thing is, we never really do get to dwell on the deaths. Like we, it brings comes up a couple times. Like, oh man, remember Tam? And it's just like. Mm. What's that? Anyways, we gotta deal with this, like it's always like the next thing. Like they don't really have the time to process death, which actually is a big one of the big problems. Like they have a lot of issues and pain that Mm. they don't get to address. And it's actually you could feel it in these characters. Yeah, they
1: they and they that's a cool thing, is like they don't actually just like put it under the rug, it's gone. It's like, no, later on they'll be like, but what about Sasha? And you're like, Oh my god, you thinking about Sasha right now? Um okay, season four, real quick. John's in a coma. Mm -hmm. Um we end up he's referring to himself as the archivist uh, uh tim's dead um he sacrificed himself of course of course um elias is in jail um Kay. peter lucas is now head of the institute <gasps> I forgot about and peter it. is the avatar for the lonely and martin is his assistant so martin is only hanging out with peter and not talking to anyone else because he is under the influence of the lonely
2: and everyone well, well, sort of cuz everyone's but- like is john sad then
1: yeah. Oh. John is worried and then eventually realizes he's sad. But he's, it's
2: also, it's like, um, they're like, you know you're working for the fucking lonely. And Martin's like, yeah, I know. Shut up. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. And like, he he's well aware that he's working for the lonely. He knows but what he's doing. Martin
1: thinks he's doing it to save John because he knows that something's going on with John. He's in love with John. And, and, and Peter has somehow convinced him that if he works with him, we can solve all of this, and John doesn't have to get hurt. But you have to be really mean to John.
0: Mm-hmm. So Elias was Elias. The wa- Elias was the Watcher. Yeah, he yes. is definitely the Watcher. He's still the Eye. And Why does the head archivist or whoever owns this have to be one of the like big tier fears?
1: Elias left Peter in
0: charge. Elias was sent to jail. He doesn't get to choose who's in charge. He actually He's not really human. He, doesn't matter. Well, actually, Elias
1: uh, works very closely with the police in this universe. Um, He actually uh, has so much on them that they can't really do anything to him but put him in jail. And he actually goes to jail on his own because he goes, this is going to be good for John. I want him to have to deal with this stuff. Okay. Um, Corruption. Basically, uh, we end up finding out that uh, Peter Lucas is going to use Martin in some kind of ritual for the lonely. He ends up throwing him into the lonely and then John has to save him. Which is kind of cute. It really is. But by doing all of these things, we find out that Elias has been training John to become the ultimate archivist. He's being touched by every single one of these fears, having had to yeah. legitimately go and investigate them. And by doing that, he's creating his own ritual to bring about the apocalypse.
2: Yeah, so the reason why um, John was picked is because as a kid, he was actually touched by the web, correct? The web. Yeah, and so when he meets John, he's like, ah, this makes things easy. That's one down right there. And so now he's touched by all these other different fears working in this place and reading these statements and dealing with Elias and going
1: out and basically you find out that all the fears were at one time one fear and so for any of them to come into the world all of them have to come into the world season five the apocalypse season five also Martin and John get together finally
2: (laughs) but it's the apocalypse fuck oh my god It's like we get one episode of them being adorable, but they're so sad, but it's all we really get. So you just ride it. You write every feeling you can with that episode. It's I so sad. I feel like if I listened to this I'd cry. Oh yeah, it's I cried great. a lot.
1: It's great. Um I don't wanna go into too much detail on season five because it's so much. It's also I think you should experience it on your own because Yeah, that's probably their best season. There's so
2: many good characters in this season. It's wild. Fucking kids.
1: Um and I don't wanna say what ends up <laughs> happening in the end because oh, I was gonna ask, do they win? I can't I don't wanna say that because I feel like it really will ruin the show because at that point we have all of these things in play. It's the a- apocalypse. We have our friendships. John and Martin are finally together.
0: And we're going up against okay. Elias and the Big Bad. I do have a question. Sure. Mm-hmm. Do they kill the gays? They. Do they play into the trope? That's the Steffy. question.
2: So I will say some gays live, some don't. Some gay couples get to live, some gay couples don't.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's acceptable. Um, I
2: just kinda, <laughs> and mostly to mostly
1: gay people are at the end. So. I'll be real <laughs> honest. There were a lot more gay couples in this than yeah. non, And. Another thing I will say that I really enjoyed about this that I didn't think about till later was how, I mean, these fears are like fears and you will feel these episodes, but they never did anything with like sexually traumatic events. Which mm. I they really appreciate. They completely
2: stayed away from that. And it's something they talked about. They're like, we don't want, we are not here to actually traumatize people. We're here to tell dumb little fun, spooky stories. And that's such a real world issue. Mm. Like, he also did one about police brutality, and he came on uh, in the next episode he's like, actually, I'm really sorry about this episode. I try not to put my own emotion to these episodes too much, but the police brutality one, especially what's happening lately, just sits too close to home, and I apologize if that- police brutality one was pretty intense. Yeah, it was really fucked up. He's like, I'm really sorry if this, like, really hurt you, or you couldn't listen to it because of what it means. Um, I try not to put things that would really you know, hurt people in this show. And so sexual assault, uh, police brutality. So are he like, said
0: this in an episode or like uh, after At the, the fact?
2: beginning? It's like a QA
1: or like, yeah, at the beginning. I think he did like a one minute intro or outro yeah, or something. Yeah, I feel like,
2: like the couple episodes later, he put out like a one minute intro to it. Okay. Yeah. I was curious. And it was, it, it hurt like it, like yeah. you'd hear how sorry is but yeah when it comes to that stuff because I will say I I've been dabbling a little bit more into spooky stuff I've been trying to mm-hmm. overcome my fears mostly because you know I love Ashley I want to like share more things with her um oh okay so, yeah, yeah. More but the thing is a lot of problems especially I love you though wow I know. Damn a lot of problem with earlier <laughs> a especially a lot of earlier horror stuff is that they don't treat women or mm. people of color with a lot of respect and i don't mean like oh they're mean to them no it's brutal and yeah. really just honestly traumatizing and um one of the what was it, night of the living dead is a basic like basically commentary on that because it's just so brutal what happens at the end of that one and this is why I love this show and so much. Yeah, it's spooky, but it's also kind of fantastical at the same time. So there's not that, like, yeah, there's murders, excuse me, and stuff like that. But it's not anything that's going to traumatize me and make me, like, have these feelings that I don't want to have.
1: Yeah, they they went about it, and, to be like, some of this stuff was horrifying. They yeah, have,
2: They have one
1: episode about suburbia that has scarred me, <laughs> and I'm just like, what? And it's like so they they're bringing up these fears they're talking about them they're going into these stories and I mean this is horror so you're gonna get freaked out but it's not gonna be like the campy kill the virgin kill the gays mm-hmm. I mean do do some gays die unfortunately but
2: but it's not tropey if it's that not makes tropey
0: sense. it's like you know so that's so funny because I was looking this thing up and it's a TV tropes.
2: and so it's one of the things i really do appreciate about this because if there's things like sexual assault i just i can't do it i can't watch or listen to those things so
0: here's something really interesting to me Mm. is that there's this current movement on book talk where there's an audio about how it's like can can these people who are making these young adult or romance novels can they stop with sexual assault because apparently in a lot of these modern day fantasy books it's so hard to find one without, like I. Jesus. Like, mm. And then I, like, I saw that and I go, that can't be right. It can't be in all of those. And then I stopped and I thought, and I think every single book I've read, other than Percy Jackson, in the last year has had some history of one of the characters with sexual assault.
2: Hey, stop that. We right. Well- People don't need to have that happen to them for them to be deeper, you know, deeper stars. There are ways ways to make
1: the story a good story without having to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It
2: was just
0: like one of those things where I was like, no, it can't be. And then I was like, no, Court of Thorns and Roses has it. Mm. The Captive Prince has it hardcore. And it's like, oh, wow, all these stories use this as a storytelling element. And it's like, and and a lot of those that I just mentioned are written by women. And it's like, I, I, I don't know if it's like, it's like we're, we're not always, but like a lot of the times the ones who are at, who experience it at a higher rate, I think I could be wrong. Um, And to see that then we ourselves are putting it in these stories of escapism. It's like, we don't need to, we can get away from it. Like, we there should. is a
2: place for it, but they're yeah. also... It's okay not to, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to switch more fun yeah, stuff. sorry. I do want to say, you no, know, it was an important subject, and I, it's something I do feel very strongly about. That's why I don't like even bringing up much in these podcasts often. I will say, when I found out that basically there's been so many rituals that failed, like the, Tim didn't have to die. The ritual would have failed one way or another because they just do because... <laughs> yeah, th-
1: th- you find out later that all rituals usually fail in... And- one way or another that Tim
2: didn't have to die, but he did. And it's it's, it's like, for a while I was like, man, the, the, the guys doing all these rituals are so stupid. And then you realize, oh, it's because of this, this and that, and then you get the big ritual and you're like, oh, now I'm sad. There's there's a lot with the Magnus Archives and I know we're
1: over time, but there's, a lot. there's books, there's rituals, there's characters we haven't even brought up. Um, there's apparently a ton of fan fiction. Uh, Sarah helped me look it up. There's about 19,000 works right now. Most oh, of shit. them- Martin and John, uh, which I want to get into. And apparently, the second big one is Elias and Peter because they, I've heard <gasps> about them having it. a relationship.
2: No, I get it. I get the it. The eye
1: and the lonely, which to be fair, Martin and John are also the eye and the lonely. What? Whoa.
2: What? Oh, my. Oh, no, I don't want to talk about the. Oh. oh. We need like, I wish we had our own Discord or something so we could talk about this shit. But um, any other, I mean, I
1: know that we didn't really get into a ton of this, but like a lot of there's so much fan action going mm-hmm. on. Uh, people are doing um, these translations in mm-hmm. Portuguese, French, Italian, Spanish, and this is an audio show. And I was like, why? I, mean, I guess because they want other people to know about it, and
2: and people want to know.
1: It's really good storytelling. The art is great. The um, memes are good. The fan fiction is good.
2: I want to I want to bring up two things. One, um, one of my favorite things. Uh, well. One of the things that Jonathan Sims talked about in real life was like, oh yeah, I kind of missed the days when there was no consensus, consensus, consensus on what John, the character looked like. Everybody had different head cannons, but it turned into like people had like this one specific look. Mm-hmm. It's like, great look, don't get me wrong, I love it. But I also do love that when there's different looks, different theories of like what a person looks like. Yeah, it makes me think of
0: uh, old Night days. Yeah. Where like, like I-, I was never really, thoroughly into Night and Veil, but I do remember seeing a lot of different fan art Night and veil. cosplays. Night Veil, what did I say?
2: Night in Vale.
0: Eh, you guys Anyways, got
2: it. <laughs> um, the other thing is, I want to say, Magnus Archive meme community, you guys did it right. What they That's did, because so like, this is a big event, which I won't go into details, but they made in-universe memes of what happened after that event, and they're so good. Like, oh man... You know, have to go into work, but I think my boss was the guy who was torturing me the whole time.
0: <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. In
2: universe memes, say, um, say for example, let's talk about the Marvel MCU. Say, like if uh, Spider-Man, like if Peter Parker was making memes about Tony Stark or something. So, in universe memes, I see. Like, uh, like Miss Marvel, she makes uh, fan fiction and stuff like that. I love Miss yes. Marvel. Yes. Yeah. In universe memes are my new favorite thing.
0: Yes. I see, I see.
2: Okay, cool. <sighs> but we, it we was were really over. hard.
1: It was really hard to do all of these episodes in one. But we wanted me and Steffi had already done one half episode of Magnus <laughs> Archives when Sarah was late. So we were like, we have to do a full one. So thank you for being with us. Thank you. Um, Sarah, Steffi, uh, Sarah, Steffi.
0: Do you guys have any final thoughts? Uh, my final thought is I want to listen to this, and maybe one day I will. But uh, not today <laughs> i feel like i've got too much anxiety in my life and this will just give me more but i want to because like the story itself sounds really interesting it's all of the in between
2: um my final words is listen to the magnus archives it's great storytelling it's spooky i am a coward i only like fluffy stuff but i was able to make it through the whole 200 episodes i highly recommend it um it's just it's really good um yeah, and it's got me into more spooky podcasts. I've been listening to Alice Isn't Dead, which mm. has been, pretty much filled that little Magnus archive hole—not completely, but pretty, pretty, pretty darn close. Yeah.
1: If anyone has any uh, really good uh, Magnus archive, like after you've watched or, or listened to podcasts, throw them in the
2: comments. Also, I, re- I really want more from this world, and I'm sad that it's just it's over. Ooh, it's done.
0: I appreciate that it is over. I, I do too, I, but I just I love want a solid more. Like, Wrapped up. There could I be know. a
1: really good uh like prequel of Gertrude's I would love that. Gertrude's adventures. Oh my god, she's such a bad bitch.
2: All right, everyone. Uh first of all, uh stay tuned for next week where Ashley talks uh maybe about some vampires or whatever. We'll oh, see. Be really good. Uh if you like the show, please leave a comment. At uh we have a video version of this podcast on the Rooster Teeth app. And if you like audio only stuff, that's cool too. We actually love and adore you very, very much especially those folks who go the extra mile and rate us. I can't stress how much those help us. We don't have a marketing budget, so we get our like, views from word of mouth and ratings. Uh, but if you can't do that, that's fine. We love you anyways. Just thank you for being here. We appreciate it so freaking much. Thank you. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you, Jared. Sorry. Thanks, Jared. Sorry.
3: No problem. You're welcome. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>